Welcome to Miss Vision, a podcast for women in the film industry, with your host and filmmaker, Becky Blake. Hi, and welcome to Miss Vision. This is episode 21, and I'm your host, Jackie Blue. Welcome back. We've got some delays happening, but with good reason. I've probably mentioned it before, but I've got a documentary that I'm working on going into post-production by the end of this year, and I'm spinning my wheels on another project that is in the early stages of pre-production. These things take up a lot of my time and energy in between everything else that I've got going on. But this week, I'm talking to Barbara Ann O'Leary, who is the founder of Directed by Women. And September is a special month for women directors worldwide, but more about that in just a little bit. First, let's dive into this week's episode. This week in some Documentary filmmakers, this one is for you. The Center for Investigative Reporting is inviting proposals from female filmmakers, directors, and producers for its new documentary series, By and About Women. This is part of a new initiative to promote gender equality in documentary filmmaking and investigative journalism. They are seeking a diverse group of five filmmakers representing various points of view and filmmaking styles. The series will consist of five half-hour episodes to be distributed nationally in the fall of 2017. The selected filmmakers will receive funding to develop, produce, edit, and deliver a half-hour episode in collaboration with the team at Center for Investigative Reporting. I will post a link to the article that directs you to the application in the information section of this podcast listing, so anyone who is interested in taking part of that can go there and apply. I will also post a link directly on the Facebook page on a separate post so that anyone who's interested can go and apply because all applications must be in by the 23rd of September. So act fast. But this is a really cool opportunity. If you're into documentary filmmaking, go do this. I highly encourage you to. And if I wasn't wrapped up with my own two documentaries, then I would totally do it myself. The ScreenCraft Short Film Production Fund is also now open. You can apply now. They are supporting short film projects with grants up to $20,000. Go to www.screencraft.org for more information. In an attempt to include more female directors in commercials, advertising companies are now stepping up their game with the hashtag free the bid. Typically what happens when an ad agency presents a client with options for a commercial, their pitch includes three directors. With Free the Bid, several companies are now making it mandatory that one of these three directors must be a woman. The companies taking the leap in this challenge include Mother, FCB Global, and 180LA. Women of Cinematic Arts is an organization that was founded at USC in 2005, and they just launched their Feminist Media Festival. Taking place throughout the school year, the festival will consist of workshops, networking opportunities, and guest speakers, all leading up to an award ceremony in April. The festival is organized and run by students with the help of faculty and alumni whose goal is to encourage networking and collaboration. If you happen to be in or around the USC area and can get involved in Women of Cinematic Arts, highly recommend that. I think it's a really cool thing that they've got going on. Excellent advice brought to you by Real Life Experience. 
I want to talk about women directors this week. Last year, I became connected with the Directed by Women group on social media. I had heard about the worldwide viewing party, but I didn't really get too involved other than maybe retweeting and sharing some posts about it. And of course, in my own viewing time, I enjoyed films directed by women, but for me, that's not something new or something that I just do one month out of the year. I've never really decided I wanted to watch any movie based on who the director was, ever. I've only ever decided that I I wanted to watch a movie based on a trailer that I saw that grabbed my attention or hearing my friends rave about something enough that it piqued my interest. That said, I've only in recent years discovered that some of my all-time favorite movies just so happen to be directed by women. I feel kind of like an idiot for not knowing this. And being a woman director myself, I sometimes feel extremely embarrassed even admitting it. But in all candor, yeah, I didn't know some of my favorite movies were directed by women. These include Foxfire, which I don't think many people have even heard of. People look at me funny when I mention it, but it's, in my opinion, Angelina Jolie's best movie ever. If you're an Angelina fan, then you might know this movie, or you will want to because she not only starred in it, but she was also one of the writers of it. Foxfire was made in 1996 and was directed by Annette Hayward Carter. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor and watch it. Same goes for Tank Girl, starring Lori Petty, who the millennials know as Lolly on Orange is the New Black, but the rest of us know her as Kit from A League of Their Own or Rebecca in Tank Girl. Tank Girl was made in 1998 and directed by Rachel Talalay. Not only is it a badass movie with a woman hero, but it's based on a comic book and has an awesome soundtrack too. Black Sheep and Wayne's World, both made in the 90s and also directed by a woman. The same woman directed both of those films and her name is Penelope Spheris. If you haven't heard of her, go look her up because you've definitely seen her films and chances are you just overlooked the fact that they were directed by a woman because they were so good. I mean, did you ever think that a Chris Farley and Spade movie would be directed by a woman? Yeah, me neither. And it's been one of my favorites my whole life. And I only recently found that out. It also has one of my favorite 90s bands. They're called Mud Honey. If you like 90s music, check them out too. So honestly, I was a kid when those movies came out. All of those movies I mentioned, Foxfire, Tank Girl, I should have guessed that at least those two were directed by women, but when you're a kid, you don't really pay much attention to that. Or, well, I didn't anyway. Sometimes my misvision or visionaries on the podcast are directors. And when they are, and they tell me that they have films available online, I go watch them, all of them. If the film is on iTunes, I go spend the $3.99 and I rent it in support of my peers. So thanks for sharing them. Thanks for having them available. And thanks for letting me know about it. So for the rest of September... I've decided to take an active role in this year's Directed by Women viewing party, and I'm hosting an online party at my personal website on a page I've created called Viewing Party. So when this podcast wraps, head on over to www.jackieblue.net and go to the page that says Viewing Party at the menu bar on the top. We start off with some short films by me, Katie McLean, Jennifer Dean, and Casey Gates including an exclusive sneak peek of one of my short films that will only be available on this website, the computer version, not the mobile version, and only through the month of September. Scroll down a little bit more, and we've got some feature horror films by PJ Woodside and Big Biting Pig Productions. 
Beyond that, we've got some trailers to some of my favorite films directed by women, some of which I mentioned in this podcast. There's even an interactive comment section for you to leave a comment and tell us what you liked, didn't like, give it a star rating, get a conversation going about your favorite female filmmakers, and invite your friends, filmmakers, and film lovers to join the party. Come celebrate diversity in filmmaking and go be entertained for a few hours by some filmmakers that you've never heard of and you might actually like. Right now, let's talk to this week's Miss with a Vision and welcome Barbara to the podcast. Hi, Barbara. Welcome. Tell me a little bit about who you are and how you got started with this. Hi, I'm Barbara Ann O'Leary. I'm the organizer of Catalyst, is what I think of it, for the Directed by Women Worldwide Film Viewing Party that's going on all month of September. And everyone's invited to take part in any way that they'd like to celebrate, notice, enjoy, share about the work of women filmmakers. So it's an idea I came up with a while back. We did the first party last year for 15 days, and everybody was having so much fun that we wanted to do it again. And so this year we're taking the whole month, and there's activities going on in various places around the world. But also people can just enjoy by watching films about five women directors and sharing about it online or with friends. And that's just as good of a party as a more formal one. So what made you come up with the idea to do this? What inspired it? I think it's great. I love it, obviously, because I'm a woman director. But what what inspired this in you? Well, yeah, it's interesting because a few years ago, just for my own, you know, for my own film viewing, I was doing a process where throughout the year I was balancing my film viewing by men and women directors. It was a way for me to bring more consciousness to what I was choosing to watch. And I started a list on IMDb of women directors, you know, so that I could, you know, when I needed something to to watch that day, I'd think, oh, who should I watch? And I'd look at my list. But the list kept getting bigger and bigger as I kept noticing more and more directors. Soon I had thousands of them. I thought, wait, you know, this is way more directors than people tell me there are. They're always telling me there aren't any. And then when I look at those thousands, my list is now almost 10,000. So after the, as I came to the end of my own year of balancing my film viewing, I realized that I wanted to watch all these films, but there's no time for that. I can't possibly watch all of them. So I thought, well, we'll have a party, and everybody can watch them, you know, whatever they want to watch. And we can just notice what everyone else is watching and say, ooh, that's nice, even though I'm not watching that right now. I'm excited that you are, and I've just become more knowledgeable. And so I put that idea out on Twitter and Facebook and just said, hey, let's have a party, and people got into it. <laughs> so it was so much fun. Um, so that's kind of where I came up with the idea. What is it about women-directed films or just the the passion for promoting women-directed films that really kind of keeps this project going, which I think is, like, really cool when I see when I see it on the forum and I see women contributing and getting excited and sharing their projects. When I was younger, I didn't really even put thought into was a film directed by a man or woman. As I got older, I started paying attention to that. And then when I became a filmmaker, I paid more attention to that. But I never really realized how few films were actually directed by women in the mainstream circuit. I love Black Sheep because I'm a huge <laughs> Mud Honey fan, Chris Farley and David Spade fan. So that's my favorite Spade and Farley movie by far. No clue it was directed by a woman all these years. Like that's how obl- oblivious even I as a filmmaker, at the time I wasn't a filmmaker as a kid, but even in my adult life, like looking back on it, I'm kind of embarrassed like to admit that I went my whole life to two movies I loved in my childhood, Wayne's World and Black Sheep, directed by a woman, and I had no idea. Yeah, and I was thinking that we played Wayne's World during the Worldwide Film Viewing Party last year at Indiana University Cinema, and Penelope Sears, the director, was uh, on campus 
for a visit. Uh, so she was with us for several days. We played her decline of Western civilization documentary series and a number of other things, and she gave a lecture, and it was wonderful. Um, it was a great way to celebrate. But yeah, a lot of times people are not, well, they just go to the movies. This is this is something new. When you watch something on TV, you don't necessarily think about who's making it. I guess for me, one of the things that I'm interested in is appreciating authentic creative expression, everyone, and, and making opportunities available for that to happen. And um, I like to do it by noticing and appreciating what is already arising in the world. What, you know, one, the very first film that was ever made that had a narrative that was actually a story was, was um, directed by a woman, Alice T. Blachet, in France. And later she went on to found her own studio in New Jersey, and she, she made hundreds, hundreds of films, and uh, many people have never heard of her. Um, so there's actually going to be a new documentary about Alice coming out. It's called Be Natural. It's still being worked on, but keep an eye out for that. That's going to be a really exciting project. So there's, there's a momentum towards people have been working, sharing about women's filmmaking for a long time. So my project is you know, contributing to that, appreciating the work that others have been doing, and to help people notice. And it's a mixed gender group. It's not just women. Many, many men got involved right away in this project, and organized events have done a lot because they are filmers. They like so. What I what I find is that my project is it does support women filmmakers, but it's it's actually in service to film lovers, people who want to explore and become more aware of uh, a wider range of films from all over the planet that are made by filmmakers who they may not have yet found out about or explored. So it's it's really fun. So I want to mention a few things. Like last year when we started this, because I was just putting out a general invitation, not a specific invitation to anyone in particular, but anyone who felt moved, some people were passing word around. And then there was a group of filmmakers in Spain who said, oh, this is amazing. They emailed me. This is amazing. We're going to do something. I said, oh, great. You know? I thought, well, that's just nice. Well, then they got back to me. They, they had a five-day, two-city festival that <laughs> they put together for Directed by Women in Mar Barcelona and Madrid with you know, filmmaker visits workshops, screenings, and, and they had musicians. It, it was amazing. It was really amazing. And so they're one of the reasons they're doing this again, because they were like, next year, and so this year they're doing it again multiple times throughout the month in, in Barcelona and Madrid, and they're featuring uh, films of Isabel Collier and uh, some short films by women from Spain and, and dance, dance films and all sorts of things. And although I'm not in Spain, I can't go to these myself. I have the chance, and as everybody else does, to tune in to see what they're up to. They share about it online. They like to use the hashtag directed by women Spain or directed by women DCN and MAD, or everyone's using the hashtag directed by women as a way to share what they're doing. And there's also a group in England or in the UK, and they they have a event called Scalorama, and it's a September long event celebrating cinema. And they heard about directed by women. They've been wanting to do more films focused on women and you know, featuring women directors. So they teamed up with us. And by that, I mean they said, I want to do this. And I said, great, because that's all it takes. You just join in. You don't have to you know, have a formal arrangement. You just have fun. And they, they did a lot more films by women directors than they would have otherwise. And because they're a loose coalition of people who all pick their, same, their own films the same way as everybody else in the directed by women world. So 
Um, this year they're doing it again, and this yesterday it was like a six or seven hour marathon of short films in Manchester <laughs> that Film Vault Presents did. And I, I wasn't there, of course, because I'm in Indiana in the U.S., but I tuned in and they were tweeting out pictures of different, different parts of the party. And there's a sense of camaraderie and connection. So one of the things that happened last year is that so the people in England and uh, different places in Scotland were, were doing this party and people in Spain, just two examples of places where this was happening. But this year, the Galarama people in Liverpool, having found out about the Spanish uh, filmmakers who organized Directed by Women last year, co-presented Spanish women directed films in Liverpool during Directed by Women this year. So there's collaborations that are arising that are just organically arising as people discover each other's work and program together. And this is very exciting to me, and I think this is a way for us to grow awareness and opportunities for film lovers to share work that they wouldn't have had otherwise. You're right. It's a way to get to see other people's work, people that you wouldn't have discovered otherwise. That's one of the things I love about doing this podcast is that I'm meeting people, and then as I meet people, I go and watch all their films. And it's it's amazing how much the mainstream media will tell you either women don't want to direct or there aren't women directors or that men don't want to see women's movies. And what I find from actually talking to people in real life or, or talking to people one-on-one on the Internet is that that's not true at all. There are a ton of women directors uh, who have unique and fresh perspectives and that's, I think, one of the things that I hate about the mainstream Hollywood system is that there's no creativity in it right now. They are only doing uh, sequels, remakes, and superhero movies right now. And that's kind of making me and a lot of my friends and people that I know go seeking out independent films. They want to see something new. They want to see something they haven't already seen. And you're not going to find that in the studio systems right now. So right. it's really great. I love I love when I meet a new filmmaker and I'm like, oh, what's your website? And then I can go and see pieces of their work. And some of it is like brilliant, amazing work. And I'm just sitting there saying, scratching my head, like, why isn't everybody seeing this person? You know, like, why isn't this person well known? Well, I'm glad they've got great ideas. Well, one thing I wanted to share about is when you're talking about wanting to find women's work, I have, since my early IMDb list, I have now evolved that to a database that lives on directedbywomen.com. And it's a place where you can find out links to women directors. Uh, so their social media links, their website, you know, their IMDb listing. I've been creating uh, timelines of their work, which I from the movie database, which is another database of content and film loving content. So this way, you, you know, if you go, it's evolving. So not everybody has a timeline yet, but there's 10,000 women, so it takes me a while to get to. <laughs> oh, <of laughs> but what a way to look through and not only see filmography uh, posters and little information about films, but also some like podcasts like this. And my my intention is to embed conversations, uh, you know, text interviews, profile pieces, videos, so that people can really explore and find out, give a little glimpse of what some of these filmmakers are working on, what they've done in the past, and what they're up to now. And that way, there's a sort of a, a way to just plunge in and play. You know, you can't always find everyone's work. I mean, we don't know, you know, everything's not available online, but you can find out that they exist. And, and I had the most fun the other day because I discovered 
that a woman who was putting together uh, her new project, she was looking for a director for her short film, found her director on mydirectedbywomen.com, list of women who have directed film, and now they've teamed up. I, I just did a, a conversation with them. I have a section on the website where I do interviews, I call it conversations with filmmakers or people who are involved with the Worldwide Film Viewing Party. And so I, I had a chance to talk with these women about their work. I, it just went up online yesterday, so uh, check it out. But these are some of the ways that I've been working to help make these things, you know, the work more visible and it's easier. So I also have a, a map, a global calendar. So anyone who knows about screenings of women-directed work or festivals that include that, so it doesn't have to be specific to women, but if women's work is being featured there in any way, um, they can post that on, onto my calendar, which is mapped globally. So it's a way for people to discover. So again, like if I see there's a, there's a festival of films in New Zealand that deal with indigenous women filmmakers, I, I don't get to go because I'm not in New Zealand, but I can learn about their work just by noticing it on the calendar and um, reach out to them and find out where I can find their work or just share with others. Um, and I think that sharing and connection is growing as there's so many groups of people who are interested in women directors. Oh, I, before I forget this, I want to tell you I'm very excited about this. This month, for Directed by Women, the Worldwide Film Viewing Party, I'm teaming up with this wonderful group called Agnes Films. They support women filmmakers and feminist filmmaking and have a wonderful Facebook group and website where we do great interviews and articles and just share information. But they do a monthly Twitter chat about women in film. And usually they do one every month. And because it's directed by women once, they're doing four. <laughs> so we're doing one about women in TV directors, one for feature narratives, films, uh, one for documentary and one for experimental. And the first one starts Tuesday. Send me a link so people can go right to it. If people aren't available to the Twitter chats themselves, the chats are stored in a storify form. So you can use, you know, it's a reference for later because uh, we can't all be everywhere at once. But we're starting right. with Rachel Salale, who directs Doctor Who and Sherlock and Supergirl. And she's the director of Tank Girl. You, you had it. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. Rachel is one of the uh, filmmakers we're talking with and really excited to talk with her. She's so knowledgeable and she's so engaging. So, and, and Lily Marier, who people may know as an actress on ER for many years, but she started directing and she's been doing directing uh, episodes of Nashville, the TV show there. So we've got uh, two women who've been in television for a long time, but one who's just starting her TV directing journey and someone who's been at it a longer time. So it's going to be really exciting. And I'm really interested in hearing what women have to say about their work as creative artists. And so it's really, it's, it's a real thrill to be able to help, you know. I, I know you know what I mean because you do this wonderful podcast and it's a chance to help get that conversation out there. I really appreciate what you do, Jackie. It's really great. Oh, thank, thank you. Me. And I really appreciate what you do to help. I mean, I feel like you and me are both in the same boat. Um, I mean, I'm also a woman director, so I have my own vested interest in wanting to get 
more women directors work seen and and voices heard but i really truly appreciate what you're doing to help get women's voices seen and heard and recognized and i think it's so cool that people hooked up because of your list that's amazing and that's i I think um that's a huge huge statement to the success of what you're doing and little by little one step at a time i think we are going to make progress and you know by no means is anyone none of the women i've spoken to ever have ever said that they want to take over and take jobs away from men. We've just said, and and they've just said, and I've just said that we just want our voices and our stories to be heard too, because our voice has been silenced for so long. Every once in a while, we get to make a pipsqueak, but that's it. Yeah, I totally know what you mean, but let me tell you what I think. And, and in addition to what you're saying, which I agree with, is that I feel that film lovers are being deprived. They're being deprived. That's who's really being deprived because they're only being given a small percentage of the films that are even out there, let alone the ones that could be made that aren't being made because of, you know, choices about funding and distribution and these things. But if we recognize that in order for to have a robust film community globally, we need to put our attention in, in a wider range of films and say, ah, what is really out there? And not, not allow ourselves to be you know, what, what I think of as nose ring red, you know, mm, you know, come over here and look at these films, you know. There's mm-hmm. so much out there. We can all discover for ourselves what's, what's valuable, and but then we can grow opportunities for more work like that to flourish and for the filmmakers who are making it to receive the kind of support and opportunity that will, you know, fuel us going forward and globally. You know, not just in the U.S., not just in Hollywood. Um, not just women of a certain kind or place, but all women and men, so that there's an opportunity for creativity to flourish. And I just love film, so that's why I put my attention, but I've, I'm interested in creativity flourishing everywhere. Um, but, you know, some people ask me, why just directors? Why are you only focused on directors? Well, frankly, I love cinematography and screenwriting and everything else, but what I learned is, is that if you talk about women in film, you cannot necessarily see how many women are doing certain things because you're looking at everything and it kind of all lumps together. So when I look and say, look, this woman is a director, they say, no, that's an actress. Well, yes, she's an actress. She's also a director. Did you know that? They say, no, I didn't know that. Oh, yes. We aren't labels. We're creative beings that, you know, our work flows into different forms. But um, when I look at someone like Maya Angelou, who most people identify as a poet and, you know, a philosopher, you know, she was a filmmaker. But she had studied to be a filmmaker and wasn't given opportunities to make a film until she was, I think, 70. And she had studied in her, you know, the middle of her adult life. And that's Maya Angelou, one of the great creative beings on the planet when she was alive. You know, so we, we know that there's work to do to make space for creative people to do their gifts building. But I think that we can do that by uh, mobilizing uh, appreciation for what has risen, what is arising. And, um, that can go along with conversations that put pressure on groups to make space available in their productions and in their studios and in their TV lineups and all those things. But I'm, I'm on the side of, you know, enjoyment and appreciation. And that's why the party is so much fun, because anyone can do it just by having, like, for, for instance, I do a video of the day on directed by women. I'll share something. I'm a little behind. I haven't done mine today yet. But I pick different things. Some of them are just kind of quirky and interesting. Some I think are the greatest thing I've ever seen. You can just dip in and watch something. And there's a 
pretty short. So even if you're very busy, you can just watch something. There's just stuff out there that you can, you can find. And then if there's something you really like to share with your friends, start to grow awareness and stick with the filmmakers you love. Just the way I think of this with Wes Anderson. He's my example. And when he made the short bottle rocket, you know, it resonated with some people, and then they made the, the feature version of it, and you know, he had a nice cast, and it was a good idea. People enjoyed it, and now he's had a, you know, people kept looking for what is he doing next. Now he's Wes Anderson. Now people can't wait to see his next thing. You need to just have that kind of consciousness, you know, in, in women directors and all, all of the women in, in, in film, and just really become fans of their work and talk them up and tell them. I cannot wait for the next Eliza Hitman movie, which is true. I, I saw her, it felt like love, and it's amazing. And she's working on her new one. She just wrapped on her new one. And when it's out, I cannot wait to see it. And I tell people that because maybe they haven't seen Eliza's work. It's on Netflix, by the way. I felt like love, amazing. But that's what I mean. You know, we can't be fans of everybody, but we can be fans of who we are and talk them up. My idea as a directed by women organizer is I value every woman who made something. And I want them to have access to their audiences. I can't personally fall in love with all of them because I don't have time. I can help together we can. And that's, you know, I think I think what we need more than anything is, is just to be supportive of one another. Lift each other up. And I want to see and hear everybody's story, not just women's stories. But I don't want to hear only stories from white men. I want to hear stories from black men and Asian men and Native men. I want to hear everybody's stories because I think everybody has a different perspective and they're coming from a different place that I can't relate to. So it's interesting for me to hear what they have to say or see a little bit of their culture, a little bit of their life, or or just something that they've experienced in this life that I haven't, whether they're woman, man, I want to hear it. But I feel like in, you know, the mainstream American film, every once in a while we get a little diversity, but really we need to kind of level that playing field. And But, you know, it's it's yeah. harder for women. It's as much as I hate to say that and hate to acknowledge that for a long time because in my brain we are equal. And I just cannot wrap my head around the fact that there are humans that believe that men and women are not equal. It, I, I I can't accept that. My brain does not register that because in my brain we are. So I, I just I can't I can't accept that. I just I can't accept that mentality. It just does not register with me. I don't know if I'm like mentally retarded or or, or what it is, but in my brain men and women are equal and different. And that's what I teach my sons. And my sons understand that concept and my, my eleven year old kid said to or I'm sorry, he's twelve, he's about to be thirteen. My twelve year old kid said to me recently uh, he was watching a show and he said, you know, he goes, how come there's not as many parts for girls? You know, and, and in the shows I'm watching, there's like five boys and there's like one girl. And, and I didn't really ask what he was watching, but I just, I thought it was interesting that he came to me and was concerned about this. You know, like most children you would think just wouldn't be conscious of this or wouldn't be aware of it. I don't think I was when I was a kid, I, you know, but he, the fact that even a little boy is saying, where are the girls? Why are the girls missing? was kind yeah. of speaking volumes. You know, Jackie, one of the things that I think a lot about is when we look at the world differently, even from how we all used to look at it, you know, as we evolved in our lifetime individually, the, the culture that we're part of evolved as we evolved, not uniformly, not across the board. And there is no one way to look at things, in my view, that is the correct way. Right. So one of the things that I think of is that there's a lot of where we put our attention grows. So your, your, your child has brought his attention 
to this and he's evolving his own consciousness around that and when he moves forward his actions will be informed by that and this is how I think the uh, opportunities on the planet for authenticity to thrive and um, and this I think is much 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 more of powerful uh, a methodology than um, railing against what we don't want I mean noticing what we don't uh, enjoy what we don't value has merit, but then t to turn our attention to what we do want to see flourishing, you know, informed by that knowledge, and then bring our consciousness to that as joyously and as lovingly and as, you know, um, infused with energy and enthusiasm for bringing that forward, we can um, open people up to potential that they might not have had before. Whereas if we say to someone, you're doing it wrong, they're going to constrain themselves and say, no, no, because there's a reason that they're, whatever they're doing, there's a reason that they're doing that. And if we assault them, they're going to restrict themselves and, and, and pull back and, you know, kind of regroup around their, their current worldview. But if we invite them to, which is what the Worldwide Film Viewing Party is, it's an invitation to celebrate and explore. Anyone's invited. There's, there's no, you don't have to care, like I do, that it would be awesome for women to, you can just go to a movie and go, that was interesting. You don't even have to like it. You just had an experience that you didn't have before. Um, you could just say, well, that was good, and, and then you go on from there and your life has opened up slightly, or a lot, depending on you. And, uh, Something that I, I really like is that the opportunity, so some of my friends, they're not particularly interested in film. They're, they're living their lives, but they know me, and so they tell their families, oh, my friend is organizing this with a white film being party. It's all about women directors. And it, so in that conversation, their family think about that. They may not come to a party or watch movies, but they're exposed to some new ideas. So I think as we go through life and we do that and we celebrate and we appreciate and we invite, opportunities will, you know, coalesce around that, and uh, that's my way of looking at things. But I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. I've really enjoyed this, and I want to get the word out about the worldwide viewing parties, and that's what I want to talk about on, um, on this week's podcast, and I'm going to set up a page on my website with some films by women and put that together so that... It's going to be fun, and we're going to see some awesome films. Well, thank you so much, Jackie. Uh, blessing. We'll, we'll talk soon. Have a great day. Thank you, too. And that's a wrap for this week. So go find some Directed by Women viewing parties. You can look it up by hashtag Directed by Women, or as Barbara mentioned, uh, some of the international groups, hashtag Directed by Women in Spain, hashtag Directed by Women, check out other different countries and see what they've got going on. And then go get inspired and go make your movies. Because remember, you don't need permission, you just need passion. Thank you for listening to Miss Visions, a podcast for women in the film industry.